Welcome to My Aunt is a Nun, in honor of the Sisters of St. Joseph of Peace with the mission of peace through justice for 135 years. My name is Megan Bell, and my aunt is a Catholic nun. This podcast is my attempt to honor my aunt and the many women in her community. I grew up visiting my aunt, and I remember many summers at the convent where I ran the halls, swam in the lake, and played cards with the sisters. 20 years later, my two young boys run those same halls. The number of sisters is diminishing due to age and health, and every time we visit, the pews are less full, the dining room more empty, and the halls quieter. Having grown up with and around the sisters, they offer more than just prayers. They are steeped in wisdom and impart powerful lessons for the present moment, for whoever you are. These women are all nuns, but they are also Zen masters, poets, educators, professionals, and humanitarians. Here are my conversations with each of them. <clears throat> Stories that will enlighten, encourage, and guide you, and explore everything from anxiety to intimacy, prayer to politics, and poverty to justice. In this inaugural episode, join me in my conversation with my aunt, Sister Sheila Lemieux, as we make pancakes and drive around New Jersey while we discuss being holy and human. To this day, my aunt says a daily prayer to remind herself that even she is worthy of God's love. There's a prayer I've begun saying, Sheila, my beloved daughter, I love you. And I say back, Loving, gracious God, and I love you. At 17, my aunt entered the Sisters of St. Joseph of Peace. My mother said I was either going to be a nun or married a rich man because, you know, I was always <laughs> wanting something more. Her daily acts of service were as an educator, a parish leader, a healthcare administrator at Peace Health, and now the leader of CSJP at the age of 79. She has lived through multiple popes, presidents, and religious life before and after Vatican II. And when asked about her most magical moment, she will tell you it was the first time she saw Santa Claus. Magical moment. I think the first time I saw Santa Claus, uh, I saw a picture recently of me looking uh, at Santa Claus the first time I ever saw it, and I thought, this is the most wonderful thing in my life. My aunt's humanity comes through in her spirit, her heart, and her humor. And she believes that we are all connected and our actions, large or small, affect everyone locally and globally. She lives by the mantra, Live simply so that others can simply live. So what's on your agenda today, Auntie? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just hanging out. She loves to cook and enjoy good food. See what you, they're so good. Little powdered sugar. Mm, no, I'm going to do butter. Yeah. Here, let me get you knife. Anyway, the Catholic Church is so complex that nobody really can get their arms around it. That's really not what people are looking for. No. They, they want the human. They want to know what makes you tick. Is it good? Is that orange extract, or did you zest orange? I zest orange zest, and I've got it right here. See? Sheila. That changed. That's a whole ball, ball game, that. You think so? Yeah, that elevates that considerably. Aunt Sheila always seeks to look her best. Maybe it was the influence of my grandma Helen, who was a beautician. 
She never leaves her room without first setting her white hair with her rollers and picking out a color-coordinated outfit. And if you compliment anything she wears, she will give it to you, literally the shirt right off her back. (laughs) Since I was a little girl, I wanted to help people. She enjoys watching sports, mainly basketball, and eats red vines while watching CSI or crime movies, which explains her love for mystery. Though you might find her asleep on her Lazy Boy recliner, 10 minutes into the movie she carefully chose off Netflix. Piano music is her favorite, and she loves to tend gardens. And regardless of how grim the news, she remains devoted to information and human connection. Our Lady Queen of the Highways, be with us on our journey. Amen. Some say this, some don't, but I always... I always like to remind myself that there are other people on the highway and I have to be, you know, really present and attentive to safeguard them, not just myself. I feel we have to really be informed with what's going on in order to make intelligent decisions and to use our voices where, where we need to. My Aunt Sheila is maternal. She finds joy in her nieces and nephews and would have made an incredible mother. She's a leader organizing people and events across the world at 79 years of age and could have rocked the higher ranks of any business or nonprofit. She's a deep listener, patient and non-judgmental, and could have also made an excellent therapist. But no, instead of raising children, starting a business, or counseling clients, Aunt Sheila became a sister with the Sisters of St. Joseph of Peace. I've always wanted to be about something that will make a difference. And I I didn't realize that at the time, but that's what attracted me about the sisters. They were about something that was good. When we sit down for our conversation, my Aunt Sheila is sitting at a large, clean desk. Behind her is a picture window framing the Hudson River and the bridge that connects the East Coast Convent's quiet wooded property to Manhattan. The sisters do their ministry service on the New Jersey side of the Hudson River. As a child, Sister Sheila was inspired by the nuns from the Sisters of St. Joseph of Peace when she was in third grade. Nuns were just so interested in our lives. They taught us basketball. They went to our games. They seemed happy and about something bigger than what I was seeing in the little world around me. And it was their, their humanness and their, uh, their zest for life and their enthusiasm and, and interested in our lives and wanting, uh, you know, to save the world. And so I wanted to get on that train with them. When you told Grandma you wanted to be a nun, what was her response? My mother said I was either going to be a nun or married a rich man because, you know, I was always <laughs> wanting something more. Yeah. Uh, were you the life of the party? Well, I remember I supplied the cigarettes to the eighth grade girls. And that made you cool? Yeah, it made me acceptable. And did you get in trouble? Yeah, uh, I did. And what happened? Um, I think the principal talked to Mom, I think. Like, my brother never got in trouble. As a young girl, Sheila was a bit mischievous, and she struggled with academics. These early years negatively affected her self-confidence as a student. Once she became a sister, she thought school was behind her. But no, 
The nuns are trained for their profession and sent to college. Sheila went to Seattle University for a degree in education. When I entered, I didn't even realize I was going to go to college. And you entered at 17, right? 17. Yeah. So it wasn't until actually I was in college that I realized that I was... When you realized you had to go to college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I did have... My gosh, I, I was getting good grades. Her struggle as a student sparked an awareness in her that life is difficult. Lack of self-confidence can hold you back and limit you. As a teacher, she never forgot this. When recently attending a basketball game at Seattle University, former students approached to tell her how she positively influenced their lives. She had a special relationship with St. Therese Catholic School in Seattle's Madrona neighborhood. I love St. Therese. Uh, I really wanted the best for those children. Trying to empower kids to have a bigger vision than just their small little social group. You know, that education was important. That was their was their future, was the way out of, you know, a lot of the situations that they were in. The biggest joy is people who you've either taught or were principal or in a parish or in, when they come back and say to you, you made a difference. I mean, that's, poof, poof, that's pretty overwhelming. Aunt Sheila served her first mission as a teacher and later a principal. She found her work at St. Therese to be some of the most rewarding. But what she is most known for today is her many years as a leader. She was a healthcare administrator at Peace Health and a congregation leader from 2003 to 2009 and is currently living in New Jersey serving her second six-year leadership term that will end in 2021. I asked her about challenges in leadership. What are some of the challenges? I find some of the hardest are, especially in leadership where people don't have the total picture, so you're misunderstood, uh, you're judged. All good things come to an end and it's time for new life. That's one of the wonderful things about religious life. You don't get embedded in leadership so you identify as leader but you're always a sister of St. Joseph of Peace and you go back to the common life after those six years so it's humbling and it keeps us honest and um, I've had so many joys gratitude is is uh, the the song of the day I'll tell you unless you grow up around nuns you may not understand aspects of their daily routines or why they would choose a simple life an important part of apostolic life is to commit to a number of shared vows, such as obedience and poverty. While the vows may seem strict or limiting to an outsider, Sheila explains what obedience means to her. You know, when you realize, you, but you're doing it freely. That's the thing, you're not, it's, it's, it's not a, a contorted thing. Oh, I must obey. I think that was, there was a lot of that in earlier days. We have a lot more say in the direction of our lives mm -hmm. than those before us. But we're still, we are committed to the charism, meaning the core of uh, our identity of Sisters of St. Joseph of Peace. That's what is our driving force. And it's, it has to do with meeting people who are displaced, dishonored, disrespected, you know, to kind of step up and walk with these people. What has living a simple life brought to you or taught you? I love the saying, live simply so that others may simply live. Mm. 
And uh, I think that's, that's the motivator for us. Live simply so that others may simply live. And I know our lifestyle, we have to check, put a check on that all the time. Because we're at the, you know, all our sisters were so poor in the beginning. And actually, many for many years, has, sisters went out and begged just to keep the schools for the blind, the or- orphanages, you know, so many places going that they had to really struggle. So we're not we're not in that phase now, but but we're in positions now to use our influence and what resources we do have. Uh, we can we can start funneling those into the greatest need. Poverty reminds me that I always don't get my way. That I might want a new car and the latest this or the latest that. But I have to go through a budgeting process. I have to go to discernment process. So it isn't, I just don't make all the decisions for my life, which as liberated women, that's not always easy. The vow of poverty isn't the only thing religious women have to discern. Living in a community of sisters comes with its own set of challenges. These are spirited women with great conviction and deep passion. I find relationships are the hardest thing of anything. I don't care whether you're in a convent, whether you're in any kind of relationship, because it's like you have to give so much. Living with other women is not easy, but they're there for you when when you're down and out, I'll tell you, or when you're in need. You know, we're working for peace, and we're all trying to do that together. And I mean, it's pretty exciting. Aunt Sheila is intentional in her relationships and with the world. My aunt believes that every human is equal and should have the same basic rights and opportunities, no matter your background, regardless the color of your skin, rich or poor, powerful or powerless. This is the base of her moral compass. We're all part of the whole. We're all connected. The most important lesson is I am not the center of the universe. My needs, my wants, my are, is not the total. There's right and there's wrong. Sheila's moral compass and desire to do good is what led her to the sisters in the first place. Social justice and spirituality of peace have been the mission of the Sisters of St. Joseph of Peace since its founding 135 years ago. Mother Frances Clare, the founder of CSJP, was deeply moved to action by the suffering of the poor and oppressed people of her time. And your heritage has always been rooted on the idea of changing to meet the needs of the times. That's really true. We were founded to meet the critical needs of our time. We all have the capacity to meet the critical needs of our time and to be about something good, something bigger, because we're all connected and all part of the whole. The glory of God is to be fully human. Fully human means that you're trying to make meaning and purpose out of that relationship. We may not get there, but at least you're trying to do it. It's kind of living out of that core of I am valuable, I'm loved, but I'm also in a circle of other human beings who are pulling together to make somebody else's life better or something better, you know? Nuns are holy women. They are faithful, humble, spiritual, and principled. 
But being holy doesn't mean they are void of feelings, fear, stress, or pain. My aunt is no exception. You're as human as I am. Oh, my God. And you grapple with just as much um, loss and and loneliness and anxiety and, you know. Self-doubt. You know, all of the things that everybody else goes through, we have to go through. But we're in a context that helps us to grow. Context meaning we are so challenged by our community all the time to move beyond ourselves, out of ourselves, you know, to see what's out there and to respond to that. We, you know, like... So often you can't hide from it. What I love about my Aunt Sheila is that she doesn't hide from the tough stuff. She knows life isn't easy, but understands that by embracing it, especially when it is hard, we become more intentional and find meaning. In fact, it is a place where one might find the love of God. Life is, you know, we've got to get through it. It's in the living of it. It's not meant to be easy. I always think that's, it should be easy, and it's not. And that's what we're doing. We're trying to find meaning in the midst of the mess. And I'm always mystified as, how can God love me? Who, like, who am I? You know, and then you realize that's why God is God. But there's a prayer I've begun saying, Sheila, my beloved daughter, I love you. And I say back, Loving, gracious God, and I love you. And that's hard for me to Why did you just start saying that? Why? Because I have the hardest time believing it. Because Even though you've totally just devoted your absolutely. whole life to this. Absolutely. Isn't that the most amazing thing? It's perplexing. Well, because, see, the mystery. And I think the best thing, Megan, is for people to understand that God is a mystery. And every time we try to define God, we don't have words, we don't have thoughts. And we all could have a different definition. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah, really do. See, I see God as personal. Uh, a lot of a lot of people don't. You know, God is out and is managing the universe, but not personal. You know. Megan, how you have grown and developed and matured, that's how faith is. Two steps forward, seven backwards, where you're falling all over yourself and then you move forward. We never really arrive. I should be a very holy person for all that I've received spiritually, but I'm just a human being and it goes in slowly. Thank you for joining my conversation with my aunt, Sister Sheila Lemieux. Sheila reminds me that the journey of life and faith is difficult. In fact, it can take a lifetime. By living simply, my aunt influences me to remember others. Having an aunt as a nun reminds me that even for the holiest, God is still a mystery. And for all of us, regardless of faith, God is personal and we are all worthy of love. Every time I sit with Sheila, I feel a sense of peace and hope. I'm grounded in knowing she's cheering for me and I know she's rooting for you too. While you may not have an aunt who is a nun, you now have a nun in your back pocket. Join me on my next episode of My Aunt is a Nun when we sit and visit with Sister Susan Francois, a Generation X nun who tweets a daily prayer to President Trump. Hello, my dear Megan. This is your auntie just calling and checking in. 
I've been praying and decking of the rosary every day for you throughout this ordeal. Teacher, parent, friend, the whole nine yards. Anyway, give me a call when you can. Bye-bye. This podcast was produced by Megan Bell and Carrie Watson. Sound design, musical curation, and additional editing by Charlie Spears. Theme music by William Stover.